In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. Good morning to all. This Sunday, we continue on with lessons that we hear from the scriptures, from the gospel and the epistle, which continue to point out to us how we as Christians should be, by following the example of our Lord and those who followed him, the apostles, how we should be living our lives. And these are scripture stories that we've heard many of us dozens of times over the years, because we always hear it around this time. And we may think that it's not relevant to us, or what does it mean? What's a centurion? What was important to him to seek out the Lord? What was going on in his life? How is it relevant to my life today? But you see, even though we may believe or think that we live in unprecedented times and these things that are happening in culture and society around us, if we're even paying attention, and even more so if it concerns us, we believe this is the most or the greatest or the worst of times, or all these things have never taken place, or we're seeing things that we've never seen before. And that may be true in our lives, but it's not true in the history of the world. And so we need to read and study, and most importantly, we need to understand and apply in our lives these common or these stories from Scripture that we've heard dozens of times before. So we have in this story a centurion. Uh, a man who was, as we understand from here and also from other events that took place in Scripture and in the life of our Lord, this centurion, this man who had authority over a hundred men, a military person. And he also had slaves. He had servants. He had individuals who took care of him and took care of the people around him, their needs during their daily lives. So this in and of itself was not unusual or not uncommon or not really remarkable. And yet we heard, or if you were able to, to hear, our Lord marveled, it says, there's only one other instance in Scripture where it said that our Lord marveled about the faith of, of others, or the unbelief, rather, of others. And we hear this in in Gospel of Mark, that our Lord marveled. But yet we hear that our Lord marveled at this interaction he had with the centurion. So it may not be remarkable because this was a common occurrence or a common relationship in that time, but it certainly was remarkable enough to our Lord that he marveled at it. 
Why was that? So we have a centurion who was a Gentile, who was a Roman citizen and, and a Roman military person, who, who dared to speak to or dared to interact with a Jew. And not just a Jew, but now we know him as our Lord. But even to those who didn't recognize him as Lord, he was a Jew, and there was not interaction between Gentiles and Jews, and certainly a Roman soldier and Jews. There was no love lost, and we hear this in other parts of Scripture as well. There was an animosity. There was even a hatred amongst these two groups of people. And yet, there's this interaction that our Lord has with this person of another ethnicity, of another belief, of another race of people. But the centurion, as we heard, expressed a number of you know, a number of manner in which we should emulate. Our, our, the centurion, rather, addressed our Lord, and he expressed first and foremost humility. And he also expressed unworthiness. He recognized this relationship between two different groups of people. He recognized this relationship between even people who had authority. But he recognized it in a different sense of authority, and we'll talk about that in a moment. He recognized these things and he expressed this humility, but he also expressed an another important aspect that we should look to and emulate. Humility, he also expressed faith. Because here was someone who, as he said himself, commanded people to go here and go there to do this and do that. He was a man of authority, but he recognized in the Lord, in Jesus, a man who had a different authority, a different kind of relationship with those who served him. And he approached him with humility and with faith, recognizing in him someone who could do something that he couldn't do, which is heal this person. And you know, imagine this was a servant. This was someone who most likely to many people at that time was expendable. If this one couldn't do it, someone else could. This person was a person who had no standing or had no, you know, no importance to this centurion. He could have replaced him very easily, and yet he expressed his love for this person, his compassion on this servant, this slave. So he had humility. He expressed humility. He expressed a respect for authority in someone else, a person who was, had authority himself, and he expressed love or compassion for this individual seeking love and compassion and healing 
from the Lord. Most of us, I would say, desire authority. It's something that in our lives is either placed on us or we seek out, but we desire some sense of authority. This centurion, for whatever reason in his life, was given this authority. And yet, even in this authority, even in this, this important position that he was in, because being over 100 men, his responsibility was more than just guiding them and leading them in military uh, endeavors. His responsibility as a centurion was for their entire life, their well-being, their sustenance, their care. It was more than just a military relationship. It was indeed an entire life for their care. And even in this, he recognized that he too was under authority. So even though he had this responsibility, he also recognized that he was also responsible to something or someone else. And in this case, he recognized it in the Lord that Jesus was more than just a prophet or a man who was of importance, but he was a person, and more importantly, he was God who could heal, who could save. And so through humility and faith and love and compassion and submission, meaning obedience, the centurion expresses to us and offers this example for us today in our faith, in our relationship with our Lord, in our relationship with each other, and even in our relationship with those people who may not be of our own particular community, our own particular ethnicity, our own particular race. This is the message of the gospel that we have today. There's a couple more things I want to point out. We spoke just a few weeks ago, and we celebrated rather just a few weeks ago or a week ago, our freedom that we have been blessed with as citizens of this country, as Americans, our 4th of July that we celebrated. And we speak about freedom all the time. We hear about it all the time. Freedom to choose, freedom to worship, pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. We sp I spoke about that last week. But we also see in this example of this centurion an example of how to follow the path to true freedom in Christ. Often we see in the culture and the society around us this, the, the uh, uh, attempt to seek freedom in people's lives. We hear it, as I said, all the time. But what we, as followers of Christ, seeking His kingdom, seeking His righteousness, seeking His love and His compassion and His mercy and His humility, what we see is this search for freedom in society, in secular world and culture, 
is really a path towards not freedom, but slavery. Being slaves, being obedient to unholy desires and corrupting passions. If we want to be faithful Christians, if we desire to be followers of Christ, seeking out, just as the centurion did, the Lord, Okidios, as he says, the Lord of all, the giver of life. If we seek to do this and to follow him, we must use this liberty that we have been blessed with to live in accordance with our Lord's purposes, what his purpose is for each and every one of us, not in ways that are contrary to what his purpose is for each and every one of us who are created in his image and in his likeness. We should use everything in life that is around us and presented to us and offered to us for our salvation, not for, our, not for selfish desires and passions, but for salvation, for opening ourselves more fully to the healing and blessing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We should look at and use these trends in culture as a reminder for each and every one of us to be faithful stewards, to be faithful servants of righteousness, more faithful followers of our Lord on our own path to the kingdom that he has given to us in his body, in the church. We can't control what other people do around us. And it's not our business to be involved in what they do. We must, we must all continue and press on in our journey and use, or rather, and follow the example of the humble faith and true obedience to the Lord that the centurion did. And we must trust in the mercy of Christ, just as he did, as we pursue holiness in our lives, in every dimension of our lives, no matter what the cost or difficulty or challenge that we may face, we must continue to strive to follow this in our lives. And this is the best way to witness. This is the best way to example. This is the best way to express the love, the mercy, and the compassion of our Lord in what is, at the best, a confused world and society around us. So may this faith and love and humility and obedience of the centurion be our examples as we continue on in our path to the kingdom. Amen.